There is a phrase that I've always personally identified with, at home in the world. Just from my accent, maybe you can understand why. I've lived all over the world, I've traveled all over the world, and I've always felt deeply at home in the world. Unfortunately, that's starting to change. From Jewish Funders Network, this is What Gives, the Jewish Philanthropy Podcast. I'm Andres Pokoidi. We'll have another regular episode of What Gives for you on Thursday, and it's a great one, featuring Naomi Adler of the Jewish Federation of Greater Philadelphia. But tonight begins the holiday of Sukkot. So I wanted to drop into your podcast feeds for a bonus episode to share a word about the holiday and how I'm personally feeling about it this year. So, as I was saying before, until now, I've always felt at home in the world. Like I said, I've lived in five countries and I visited close to a hundred. I've always felt that the world was a place of opportunity and promise, a place where I could feel at home. After visiting most countries, I would say to myself, I think I could live here. If I felt particularly ill-adapted to a specific country, I always knew that there were many other places in the world in which I could feel at home. Lately, however, I've been besieged by the opposite feeling, a sense of homelessness in the world. Political and social events are making the places that I used to know almost unrecognizable. Remember that movie, Back to the Future, when Michael J. Fox visits a future in which Biff Tannen, the bad guy, had prevailed, and Hill Valley, California was like his hometown, but not really the same. Well, I feel something similar when I try, for example, to walk with a kippah in a Paris suburb. Or when I visit the UK and the country that I used to admire so much is caught between two pernicious forms of populism. Or when I catch the scent of bigotry, anti-Semitism and racism in the air of the United States of America. I'll feel alien when the intellectual circles that I used to esteem take anti-Zionism as a dogma and I feel foreign when conservative values like decency, freedom, and character are twisted into rotten pretzels to justify the worst abuses in word and deed by those in power. I feel homeless when ideological thought police demand that I shed a part of my identity and a part of my values to be accepted. And I feel alien when I see that stating simple facts is considered controversial. I feel a searing sense of orphanhood when I see the political discourse in Israel being contaminated by racism and internecine hatred, when opponents are called traitors or disloyal. In a recent conference, I heard Barry Wise using a term that stuck with me, and she used it to describe the perplexity of Jews in this time. She said that we are lost in political homelessness. Homelessness seems to be, in fact, the theme of our times. Countries in which we used to feel at home, feel alien, ideologies that used to organize our lives, 
have lost their relevance and relationships that anchored us are now in tatters. I should note that literal homelessness is also a significant and unacceptable reality of this moment. On any given night, more than half a million Americans have no home in which to sleep. In discussing the emotional, ideological, and spiritual homelessness that we feel, I don't want to be insensitive to the suffering of people that are facing physical housing insecurity. Rather, and without equating the two, both literal homelessness and metaphorical homelessness are symptoms, symptoms of a larger, terrible truth that our societies are, in this moment, profoundly lost. But before I succumb to hopelessness and despondency, the holiday of Sukkot comes to the rescue. Homelessness is the theme par excellence of Sukkot. We don't just talk about the lack of a roof above our heads. We experience it. We don't fear the lack of attachment to solid walls. We celebrate it. We embrace the fragility of homelessness by praying for rain precisely as we sit out in the open at the mercy of the elements. And yet, the holiday of homelessness is precisely the one that can make us feel better about our current alienation. For starters, Sukkot gives us the calming perspective of history. Jews feeling lost, wandering in the desert, new, what else is new? We've been doing that for 3,500 years. Alienation seems to be inscribed in our collective DNA. Even before the Exodus, Abraham wandered and was called an Ivri, somebody from the other side. Jacob wandered, Joseph wandered, Moses wandered. The Torah commands us that precisely when we get comfy in our sedentary lives, we must remember our wandering by living in Sukkot. We must remember that in essence, we are wanderers. The holiday gives us a comforting wink. It tells us that these feelings we have today is neither new nor abnormal. Moreover, the feeling of homelessness in a world that has taken leave of its senses, it's a sign of health and hope, an indication that we are not surrendering to the general craziness. Abraham's wandering reflected his own dissatisfaction with the idolatry and the corruption of his time. Moses' wandering reflected his homelessness in a society that enslaved those who were different. And the Hebrews' desert wandering showed their desire to build a different society based on law, justice, and solidarity. It's only normal and reassuring that we feel homelessness in today's world. For Judaism, it even seems as if homelessness is sometimes necessary for achieving greatness. Jews are, of course, at home in the land of Israel. And yet, the all-important divine revelation that brought Jewishness into being happened not in the comfort of the promised homeland, but in the wilderness. It's as if, by embracing the fear and the discomfort of being rootless, we can open ourselves to a higher truth. A roof protects us, but it also covers the sky. It eclipses important things that we can only see among the stars. But there's more to Sukkot. We are homeless, yes, but we are homeless together. One of the most beautiful customs of the holiday is called Ushpizin, the idea that we invite into our sukkah 
both mythical and real guests. Our sukkah is open to all, because being homeless doesn't mean being alone. Being homeless implies seeking something, but that seeking for us Jews is not an individual, but a collective endeavor. With a traditional set of ushpizin, we don't get to choose who comes. Not only those that agree with us are welcome, but everybody. Because reaching our destination needs a diversity of wandering voices, and not just the ones that we agree with. On Sukkot, we learn that solidity is an illusion, and that what's truly important and resilient may not be anchored by any physical structure. We learn that our values resist the battering of the elements and the ravages of time. That they can be our portable home. Walls can fall, after all, but values persist. Houses may collapse, but communities remain. In times of homelessness, our community is our home. Our values are the columns of our identity. Our principles become the roof above our heads. Finally, Embracing and immersing in our feeling of homelessness doesn't mean surrendering to them either. We wander, yes, but we wander towards something. We walked across the desert, but we didn't walk aimlessly. We had the picture of the promised land right in the horizon. Today, alas, there is no pillar of fire to guide us through the desert, and ways, unfortunately, doesn't seem to work for this particular type of disorientation. So we need to use this time of homelessness to build in our communities and countries the homes we want and need for ourselves and for our people, both literally and figuratively. Yes, this is a time of political and social homelessness, a time of anguish, a time of anxiety, a time of feeling unmoored and insecure. But Sukkot reassures us. We've been there before, and we came out stronger and better. Our tradition tells us that these are the times in which the best of our characters rises up, the times in which we encounter God and one another, the times in which false securities fall and are replaced by a deeper trust in our values and in each other. Despite the homelessness, the fragility, the vulnerability, and the fear, Sukkot remains the merriest of our holidays, the one on which we look to the future with optimism and hope. So let us use this holiday of homelessness as an opportunity, an opportunity to dream up the promised land, and let's never stop marching towards it. Thanks so much for listening to What Gives. Remember to subscribe in your podcast app to be sure you catch the episode with Naomi Adler this Thursday and more episodes in the future. Send us your feedback, guest ideas, philanthropic ushpizin, pictures of all the homemade Jeff and decorations on your sukkah, whatever you want to send us. The address is podcast at jfunders.org. Our podcast is produced by Seth Chalmer with assistance from Scott Casper. Keep up with Jewish Funders Network at jfunders.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter at jfunders. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Spokoini. From my home to yours, Chag Sukkot Sameach.